Hello, everyone. Welcome to Shelly Saves the Day. Today, we are going to be tackling a topic called diversification of, not income, not this time, it's going to be diversification of video content. What does it mean? How do you do it? What am I saying? What am I talking about? I'm glad you asked. So let's dive into it. I'm so glad that you're here. Happy Thursday to you, my favorite day of the week because I get to hang out with all of y'all because I get to do the video marketing podcast, which happened right before this as well. So if you're here on Thursdays and you get a double dose of Shelly, I appreciate you for hanging in there and being here with us. Of course, if you're ever interested in checking out that podcast, which is co-hosted by Dane Golden and Gwen Miller, you can definitely check us out everywhere. Podcasts are being held, viewed, streamed, and it is the Video Marketing Value Podcast. Today's topic, right? I'm so excited to talk to y'all about this. I don't think it's something that we've really talked about in a while, and I want to talk about after you have a piece of content or even before you're thinking about creating a piece of content, where is it going to live? How many places can it live? What are we going to do with it all? So before we dive into that, and I want to say hello to everyone out there, we also have to say and ask a very important question, which is what's in your cup? So today in the not sponsored by, but I'm going to talk about them cup. This is Ecamm, if you didn't know. I go live every week with Ecamm and Restream. Those are still my two favorite combo of tools that I use. By the way, for both of them, if you want to get 14 days for free with Ecamm, you can with a, a link in the description. And if you want to get a $10 discount on a paid level of Restream, you can also do that with a link in the description. So I use Ecamm to do a lot of the streaming, and then I use Restream to help broadcast it anywhere I might also be. So there's that. But sometimes I go live from inside of Restream Studio too because they have a cool comment aggregator. All right. So today in here, in my cup, in my you're on mute cup, is hot chocolate. I don't know why, but I was just craving hot chocolate. Can I get a, like, a, yes, hot chocolate is delicious. And also, side note, chocolate was the word that took me out in the second grade spelling bee. That was my disqualification word. I messed up chocolate, which is funny because I don't even like chocolate. So mm, coincidence, there you go. Maybe if I was a chocolate fiend, I would know how to spell it. So now you know two things about me. <laughs> I am not sponsored by either of these companies that I talked about at the very beginning, hashtag not sponsored, but also chocolate second grade, or was it first grade? First or second grade spelling bee took me out chocolate. I think I went, instead of choco, I went chaka, chocolate. So that was the word. That was the word that got me. Let me know, people, what is in your cup out there. All right. So one of the reasons that I wanted to chat with this topic specifically is because, as you all know, I have been busy also working on another YouTube channel, which I launched, which is called Got It On Amazon. And the point of launching that channel, because I am trying to go a little bit harder with the Amazon Influencer Program, we're going to talk about that a little bit too. And also, if that's a topic that you're interested in, apparently they just decided today that we will be talking about Amazon Influencer Video next week's Thursday podcast on Video Marketing Value Podcast. So if that's something also that you're interested in, you can check that one out. But I have created this other YouTube channel called Got It On Amazon. I 
also converted one of my dormant Instagram accounts because a lot of the time I will try to match an Instagram account name with a YouTube channel name just so I have and can claim those properties even if I don't necessarily post on them, right? I think you all know what I mean. So I took one of my dormant accounts that I'm not really using and I changed it over to a got it on Amazon account as well. I also um, hooked up my site on Rivet, and if you don't know what Rivet is, I've talked about them before. It's basically your own website to showcase all of your YouTube videos, and it's like super simple. You just pick a design that you want to do, and you, I think it's now $7 a month, but you have then a professional looking kind of website. You can put your videos there and get more views, all that stuff, or just, you know, feel like, hey, I have a professional website, and it looks nice. Uh, way nicer than what I could do. So I have now, instead of just a janky, like y'all saw, like a Google site connected to that domain. Now I have, if you went to got it on Amazon, you should be served up with a kind of a pretty YouTube aggregated page. So now I have that. And now I'm starting to, in my mind, I have my Instagram, sorry, my Amazon influencer account. And if you all didn't know how that is going, I am now up to around 275 videos over on that. And so it will be next Thursday show for my uh, show, which is how much money I made in February. But I wanted to make sure that I have all of the, the payments and everything like in and settled. And I think there might still be a couple. So I wanted to make sure I have a little bit more time on that one. So we will do the check-in with how much money I made um, between all of the slices of revenue pie, and that will be coming next week. But y'all know that I've been really trying to go harder on Amazon because there is a better return on that versus what I've been putting in and everything like that. So I now have 275 videos over on Amazon, but what do I do with just those videos? And I think this also ties into a topic that we were talking about with, let's say, Justin Brown, which was the brand deal wizard type of episode. If you missed that, I will definitely, um, you know, I would encourage you to go listen to that one. And that was a, a really cool one about working with brand deals, not only when you get product, but, you know, if you're making videos for them and getting paid opportunities or what that looks like. Now, one thing that I was thinking of is, this helps you build a stronger package when you are also maybe negotiating with a brand if you start to think about all the other places that you could take the influencer video that you would put on Amazon and see if you would want to change it up or put it on other platforms or think about how could I also put this on other platforms. So one of the things that also happened is that I signed up with a service um, I don't know what you would call them exactly. They, they work with influencers, Amazon influencers, where you can choose. Um, it's not you don't get to choose. Like they will give you a, a kind of a set selection of things that you can kind of pick a few items and then you're expected to make Amazon videos on them, right? And then uh, there's no other requirement other than to make sure you post at least one and you do it within a certain amount of days of receiving the product. So in return what they will give you besides the product for free is if you sell it then you can get an additional increased 
percentage on the commission that Amazon would pay you. Plus they know that you've sold it. So you would get maybe a little extra something from them. So, and depending on how long you might sign a contract with them, they may give you anywhere from a couple of items per month for free to maybe 10 items a month for free. And also those items can range from, you know, very inexpensive to maybe more expensive based on probably your sales history, your genre, all of that kind of stuff. So a lot of people will start on a trial with them and you'll get a few products and then you're expected to sell them. And then <clears throat> at the end of the month, you do your reporting and send them information about what products of theirs that you've sold so that you can get additional um, commissions. Hopefully that made sense. Hopefully you guys are with me on that one. So one thing that was interesting to me is I started thinking about that. I'm like, wow, every one of these products that I had seen, there happened to be a lot of other Amazon influencer videos on these things. And there's only usually so many videos that they show in a carousel underneath a product, but most of the products had full carousels, but they do rotate those out. So you don't even know how many videos in total the pool has just that the carousel is full. So take that for what you will. There's rarely a time when you decide to then pick up a product and you go and look and there isn't at least two pages in the carousel or, you know, one and a half. So it makes you also think you cannot just rely on making one video and then hoping that your video makes it into the carousel and then hoping that people purchase it and watched your video long enough for that sale to accumulate. You actually have to use some of that influence and maybe push it on other social medias, push it on TikTok, push it on Instagram reels, push it, you know, other places so that you can be moving the needle enough to one, make yourself more commission, but two, prove to this agency that you're selling well enough for them to want to continue working with you or assign you to a longer contract. If this is making sense so far, can I get a, a thumbs up on this um, video? Also, I don't want to have to call anyone else out, but I did ask for podcast reviews for anyone who is out there for my Apple podcast. If you happen to be listening there, I'd love to get, you know, some more reviews over there. People are like, yeah, we got you, girl. I've seen no additional reviews. Five stars. I've seen no additional reviews anyway, but I'd like for them to be five stars. So there's that. <laughs> I'm kidding, but I will guilt you into it. Okay. All right. So I was thinking about this and I was like, wow, you really cannot just rely on this one shoppable video and hope and pray, which is not a business plan. It's not a birth control plan. It's not any kind of plan. Um, it's not a medical plan to actually think that this is going to be able to sustain you. Because when we check in next week and talk about the monthly revenue report, you guys know that I have a, a dollar amount that I'm trying to get to, right? We're trying to get to a $5,000 a month type of revenue. And I can't just hope and pray and wish that someone will watch my Amazon video. So I have to start using my other platforms and think, where else could I put this? Where else could it live? And so as I was starting to do this, because I've just started now branching into some of the Amazon videos, um, putting them on my YouTube channel, the new YouTube channel, got it on Amazon. I was thinking about this and I was like, I should really, and this is also my husband talking to me. He's like, I hope you have a really organized way of knowing, have you 
taken the video, you know, from Amazon and how do you know which ones you've put on YouTube? How do you know if you're going to put them anywhere else? And I was like, I've got a system. I've got a plan. So I was like, girl, you better get a system and a plan. Let's think about this real quick. So one simple spreadsheet idea that came to mind is video, different platforms that I'm thinking, and then like a yes, no, or like a check mark. Yes, you've done this one or not done this one. Also, when I label my videos inside of Final Cut Pro and um, have them in my folder, I save them with the product name and what is called the ASIN, which is the Amazon specific item number. I think that's what it is. So every single item that's sold on Amazon, if you were to look in the long URL at the very top of the page, there's usually some 10 digit, a combination of letters and numbers. It's in the URL that usually starts with the B as in boy and then the rest of it. So I have always labeled all of my videos with product name and then the ASIN. That way, which kudos to me for the foresight, because I thought it would just be easier when I'm going to upload the videos into Amazon to be able to then uh, copy paste the ASIN from the title of the video, because when you upload, then you need to tag the specific product that the video is about. So then by having that ASIN, number in the video title, I'm able to copy and paste it. It should go directly to a specific product and then I'm able to tag that product for my product video. So I was thinking about this as well and I'm like, huh. So I have started some of the videos onto, got it on Amazon and YouTube, but then I was thinking, all right, where else do I really need to put these videos? And that's when I thought, oh, we got to chat about this together as a group because I'm going through it and y'all know I'm living it. I'm right here in the trenches with you. So I want to share where my brain process is going with this. Okay. So many of the videos now, um, I have intentionally kept them under 60 seconds. Why would you do that? Well, one, you can do up to like 12 or something minute videos on Amazon, but I don't feel like that's a specific place to have long videos, right? So thinking of the integrity and respecting the platform that we're on, right? I'm like, what do they want? They want hands-on information. They want me to demonstrate it. They want me to only talk about what's applicable. And then Amazon has their own rules. Like you can't say subscribe and you can't say, you know, how much it costs. There's a lot of like stuff you can't do when it comes to the rules about making shoppable videos on Amazon. So if you are interested in becoming part of the Amazon influencer program and getting into shoppable videos, I would highly encourage you to take a look at what they say not to do. And we did do an entire episode with Dan from Creator Fundamentals talking about getting into the Amazon influencer program, how to submit your first three initial videos, and then um, what to do afterwards. So if any of you missed that particular episode, I would highly encourage you to also take a listen to that. So once you have these videos and they're approved and they're in there, I was like, what I really don't want to do is have super long videos. So I intentionally went in and all of my videos are under 60 seconds because I knew also one day that if I wanted to repurpose them, I wanted to probably do them as shorts, reels, TikToks, 
so on and so forth so that they could be under 60 seconds and put onto those platforms. And another thing that I did is if it was shot horizontally, I wanted to have some room around it in the framing so that I knew if I had to slice down the middle later, I would still be able to have a video. Okay, and then in some videos, in some instances, I have both a horizontal and a vertical because in some cases a horizontal um, was better. Um, and in some cases, the vertical was better. So I was doing coffee pump syrups or something like that. So I knew that that would be better as a vertical video. So just bear with me. This is all the pre-work that we're getting into. And now we're talking about where we're gonna do all this. Hey, technically T is now in the house. And so, yeah, I, I also wanted to talk about the fact that TikTok, people who are on TikTok, TikTok is now like completely disregarding Instagram. It's no longer about stories or short form vertical video. Exactly. It's also testing the waters and boundaries and pushing into YouTube. YouTube, they have their sites on it, right? There's already more used, downloaded than YouTube. So it's an interesting revenue model as well that we will get into because we all know that Hank Green did a great video on this where he talked a lot about how TikTok doesn't interrupt a video to show you an ad like YouTube does. They show you one before a video sometimes if you're already swiping. Or they have these featured integrated spots where the brands and businesses have to create a video, which is part of what you see when you're swiping. Very different experience because you're not swiping through YouTube and then seeing the brand. Anyways, so, okay, hot chocolate break. So now that we have this library of videos and I have them labeled by ASIN and another reason that I wanted to do this, if you guys haven't been here watching for very long, I had a problem with Amazon. Well, I've had lots of problems with Amazon. <laughs> and one of the problems that came up was when they advised me to close down one of the store IDs, they were like, oh, you're not using it. It turns out I was using it and I had to change all of my links for the past four years that had been created on a specific channel. And I honestly was just like, I'm not even gonna touch it. I'm not gonna even bother and try. So here's another company that I'm not sponsored by, but y'all should just listen for a second. I hooked up with a company called Genius Links. And one thing, that Genius Links was able to do for me was they were able to take all of these product links that I had created over the last three, four years or so and change them automatically how they do to then direct towards credit on my store account that does work, that isn't closed. So that saved me so much time. So it's just like when TubeBuddy can like replace out a link for you it was amazing. So, but Genius Links was able to do it with all of my Amazon links and they did it across multiple YouTube channels. So they were able to help me out with that. And one of the reasons that I got hooked up with Genius Links as well is if you haven't heard about them and you're part of, let's say, Amazon, if you link a camera or in technically T's case, maybe he has a, a great phone case that he wants to show you. But you go to Amazon, you create the affiliate link for it. This is different than the Amazon Influencer Program. Bear with me, stay with me. And you create a link for it. Usually in their site stripe, they have a little integrated Chrome extension where if you're on a product page, you hit this one button and then it generates for you an affiliate link from Amazon. 
Now, once you put that affiliate link in Amazon into your description box of your video and you hope that people click it, if that person happens to be located in a country that isn't the United States, but is still serviced by Amazon, you aren't really gonna get credit for that sale. So Genius Links will hook it up so that dependent on where the person is shopping from, whether it's the EU or someplace else, if the ASIN number is the same, but the country is different, it's still gonna allow you to be able to monetize that link. Hopefully I explained it clearly and simply enough, but that's the general gist of it is that if you have these links, you can still capitalize on people who want to buy the thing in other countries, maybe other than what the link was generated for. Because if you didn't know, sometimes you have, you know, different countries, different store IDs, different rules and such will apply. So Genius Links can help you be able to get more in your affiliate revenue because they'll be able to help you direct them to the right site and still be able to claim some affiliate revenue is basically the long and short of how they do that. Now, another reason that I had the ASIN in the title of my video is that I wanted to be able to directly plug in the ASIN into the search bar at Amazon, which you can do, so that it would bring up the very specific product that the video was about, okay? And this became important because some brands will do, I think it's to save money on listings, they will do these variations of the same one thing. So one example of this was a makeup brand and they had, it was like eyeshadow palettes, but then they have five or six very popular different eyeshadow palettes, but all for the same brand. So what I was able to do is look that when I clicked on one of the other eyeshadow palettes, the ASIN number up in the long URL did change. <laughs> so I would take that ASIN and I would then put it into Sightstripe and it would always take me directly to that variation and that product. So that's important to me. So why that's important is I wanna go to that exact page again so that I can grab the short link with the Sightstripe URL generator so that I can put it into Genius Links so that I can generate a link that can still get me revenue. And there's also additional tracking analytics that happen with this. And I can also group them. So I have a whole bunch of links that have been generated for beauty channel stuff, regular channel stuff, and now my got it on Amazon page, right? So I wanna know like where are these links actually being clicked on? So, or are they being clicked at all? <laughs> you know, sometimes you don't know. And so I would then create the genius link and I would put it into the video description. And now I have a video that is living as a YouTube short most of the time because I would take the video and literally just turn it on its side if it was horizontal and I, I could put it as vertical just by using the little image preview thing in your finder if you're on Apple. If you're in like the column view and you see the bottom, you can actually just rotate it like that. And um, so I would, for something like a makeup palette, it doesn't need to be horizontal for you to understand what the, the, the swatches, I was like, what's the word? What the swatches look like on your hand. So as long as I line it up so my hand is going in the order in which the colors, it makes sense, right? So it doesn't have to be horizontal, it can be vertical. So if you guys didn't see, with that YouTube channel that I just um, launched, which is called Got It On Amazon, which I was really surprised. I had just celebrated that it had 5,000 views a couple days ago, and I've started putting out like, 
five or six videos a day because I have 275 videos to get through. So it's not like a big deal, hopefully. It, it's just the longest amount of time that it takes is to get all these links worked out, but it's, it's worth it. So when I'm doing this now, in the last few days, I now have 34 subscribers. So one, I'm thrilled about that. And I have, um, I think I've surpassed, I'm gonna pull it up here so I can even, I'm gonna say lifetime. And I went from 5,000 views to 13,000, uh, almost 14,000 views. And so all of these, um, for the most part, for the most part now, I'm turning into shorts and I am releasing them. And surprisingly, some of them, these are 30, I mean, you guys can go see them. These are 30 second, non-fancy, shot with my cell phone, trying to make it look amateurish on purpose because I figured that what we don't wanna see on Amazon, again, thinking about the platform I'm putting it on, they don't always need to see the glitz and glamour and the lights and all of this stuff. They just wanna know as a real person, did you like it? Did it not work? Is there something I should look at here? <laughs> you know, that's better. So some of these things, so like I have four different makeup swatch videos, 1400 views on those. And I, and I looked in Genius Links and people are clicking the links for this. So if I only had these video views on Amazon, then that would be one thing, but now I'm doubling my chances of revenue and being able to be seen because I can't also guarantee or really see how many people have watched it over on Amazon or wanted to click it. And I'm like, wow, what if I sold a few more of these makeup palettes from YouTube as shorts? But also not only that, I'm gonna put them as a TikTok, as a reel, as a Pinterest idea video, as a, um, you know, all of these different things. I'm gonna put them everywhere because I don't really care where someone watches it. I just want them to click it and buy it, right? So if I'm also, and I could be too late for this company that I signed up with as the influencer agency, I want to sell enough units of these things that it makes it worth it for them to sign me for a longer contract. So the more places that I have this content, the better for me, right? So if I get 10,000 views on shorts and I sell a few pallets, great. If I sell a couple pallets from um, posting it from Pinterest, great. You know, like all of these different, because there's um, separate metrics between off Amazon and you brought it versus I think they're, they got it from your influencer page or your shoppable post photo, all of these different things. Right, so I'm just trying to increase my chances of being found, being seen, viewed, and people buying this product. Let me know if that makes sense. So now we're gonna talk about some of these places and then some of the different caveats, pitfalls, things that we, we might talk about if you are talking about other platforms, okay? So can I get a, a little hand wave if you're out there still listening, watching? I'm sorry, I can't hear your comments right now. Your fingers are on mute. So you're gonna have to work a little hard, type a little faster. Shout out to my Ecamm fam, if you're out there. I love you, <laughs> love you guys. All right, so the first place that I did have this video is my, um, is my Amazon shoppable 
video. That that was the first one. One. We're at one right here. Of course, I have my post-its. Come on, y'all. Okay. So the next thing is obviously you guys have heard. I've already started now turning them into shorts. Now, I am not going to be too upset if I have a 30-second video where I think I had one. I think it was unboxing something. And even though it's under 60 seconds, it just didn't make sense for it to be turned. So I don't need it to be short. It can just be a short video and that's fine. And it will be horizontal and it will be fine. Um, and I just left it as that. And so, but got it on Amazon as a YouTube video. That's number two. So we're up to two. Now I have started a Facebook page called got it on Amazon. <laughs> And so I would take that same video. Again, I recorded it on my cell phone and then I edit it in Final Cut Pro. Sometimes I do them horizontal, sometimes vertical. doesn't really matter in some cases. Um, all right. So Facebook, that's three. Then I put it on Instagram. Sometimes they'll even let you link it where you can um, just auto post on both, which is nice. Right. So we're at three. That was four. Then I can take... Um, I'm assuming now some of these are, let's say, vertical video. So I can put it as an idea pin on Pinterest. So that's five right there. Now, if I didn't want it to be just a static Instagram, I could have it be a reel instead as well, too. So we'll just count that as either or. You have it on Amazon. Plus, if you had a blog... You could embed it into your blog. You're still getting your views and stuff, but it's another place for it. Then I can make a shoppable video post, which is really just a graphic with a picture of the thing and then, you know, telling people. And then there's TikTok. So that's five, six, seven, eight, nine. So, and then a couple of them, not so much. So there was like 11 different places that you could put it and nine different examples of video sites where you could put it. So if you think about this for a second, it's okay to be platform promiscuous. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. And here's what I'm going to say about this. I'm not in a huge rush to get them every place at the exact same time because a lot of these items are not time sensitive. It's not a Valentine's Day cake thing that you need to buy two weeks before Valentine's Day. Okay, it's, <laughs> you know, in, in a lot of these cases, it's photography equipment, electronics equipment, unless they have a new um, version of it out, which they still probably sell the old version. I'm fine if it takes me three months to get these onto TikTok or three months more to get them onto Instagram Reels, whatever it takes. I'm most concerned with getting them on Amazon to start with. And then let's say right now I, I chose my second best platform as YouTube, but I'm rethinking and think, uh, thinking in my head that Pinterest has been phenomenal for some people. And it may just be, again, once it's in the vertical format and the links are already there, it doesn't take much time to just sprinkle it lots of different places, but, um, just having the foresight. So that's where I'm going to, I know platform promiscuous. I'm going to create the spreadsheet of the video and the different platforms that it should be on, and then having the checkbox yes or no for, yes, we've uploaded it to that, um, 
to that particular platform or not. So that's really what, um, one of the reasons that I wanted to talk with you all about this, because one, if you do find yourself in a situation where, let's say, you're becoming part of the Amazon Influencer Program and you do sign up for one of these agency type of things that work with influencers, this is a way for you to grow your own brand, business, revenue, income potential by having it lots of other places. Also, if you start working with brands, then as you start to build packages that might be getting priced, you can say, hey, yes, I will make a shoppable video, but I will also put it on my TikTok. I will also put it as an Instagram reel. I will also put it as a YouTube short. I will also, so imagine then for a brand, how your value possibly goes up because if you have five other platforms that you're willing to put this video all funneling traffic back into a one specific Amazon listing or product or vendor, that is ultimately more valuable because you also don't know when you have these videos like TikTok made me buy it or cool Amazon things that you need. You never know when some of those videos are going to absolutely explode, right? So you would also want to get credit because let's just say you you put it up on, on the site and say you get 500,000 views on it and they're getting a ton of, I mean, you get some money too, but you know what I'm saying? Like you, you might be able to work out something in the future, but it won't do anything for your past. So there's that. And someone said, instead of saying the term platform promiscuous, you could also alternatively say platform polygamist. I like it. I like it. So that's a really good one. So has this given you some food for thought, some stuff to think about when it comes to thinking about video, whether it's for a shoppable post or anything else. This could be for your latest YouTube video. This could be for your latest YouTube short, whatever. A lot of these same principles apply. Where are you going to put it? When are you going to put it there? Which platforms are you going to put it on? All of these questions. Okay. So let me know. And then we're going to boogie for one moment to a song. And then if you have questions about this, Drop them in the chat, okay? Drop them in the chat. Drop them in the chat. Which one do I want? I want.
Alrighty, so we did get one comment, so I'm going to go ahead and just bring this up here. Where is the comment? Where is the comment here? I need to see it so I can put it on the screen. Here we go. Annie says, right? There it is. I went live on Instagram on Tuesday, immediately went live after on Facebook, and then did that three-minute TikTok all in a span of 30 minutes. It felt so accomplished, right? Sometimes um, it doesn't take a lot of effort to be a lot of places. You created original content for all three, but you could also spend 10 minutes creating the content and then just reposting it other places too. Just saying. So anybody else, comments, questions, concerns, let me know. Keep in mind, next Thursday will be the what I made money-wise in the month of February. And then also, I'm excited for that one because um, there's some stuff that's different. The, you're going to see the revenue pie slices changing around. So I think it's a great testament to show how the entire pie comes together and it's liquid each month. It, it changes. So instead of having, let's say, the two people buy iMovie Made Easy course last month, I didn't have that this month, but I had three different types of consultation channel review type things, which more than made up the revenue difference, right? So that was interesting because you see that last month then this piece of pie went from like a little bit to like zero or non-existent and another slice went from non-existent or, or, or less, it was like $100 and it went to let's say $270. So that slice of pie went bigger and these things will happen where they fluctuate in size every month. And so I just think that's really interesting. So I already gave you two of the, the sources right there. So, But you'll have to come back to hear about all the rest of them. Also, um, if you are interested in talking more, apparently, about the Amazon Influencer Program, um, like I said, it was decided at the end of the podcast today with Gwen and Dane that they want to grill me about that next week. And maybe it's also because um, I've chatted with them before offline about it and I think they're curious so it's just probably a two birds one stone type of thing <laughs> so let's see yeah I like your way much better <laughs> just felt like going live and getting out of the way yeah yeah absolutely right growth is at the outside of your comfort zone sometimes you got to do that so I want to thank every single person that came through so thank you so much to also especially my channel members my moderators and my returning subscribers I appreciate all of you if you are listening on Apple or someplace that has a rating system, I'd love for you to leave a five-star review over there so that more people can help find us. And also, um, if you are on YouTube and you want to become a channel member, get some cool little emojis and stuff for inside of chat, you do have the option to do that as well. So thank you to all of my channel members, moderators, and subscribers. I appreciate all of you. I will see you all in another episode next week. Thank you so much and have a great night, everyone. See you later. Bye.